Hey everybody, episode 32 of Tell Me Where to Turn, and I think this is going to be a little more of a laid back episode as compared to last week. Well, it's too cold in here for me to... Breathe? Glenn Studios still has a, invested in a space heater, I, I see. Uh, not quite yet. Uh, just a two-man operation this week, so just Glenn and, uh, Glenn and Tommy. Dave is... Uh, He's all tied up with with in-law trouble. I'll tell you what, I read an article this week that might explain Dave's absence. I think we've documented on a show before that his father-in-law dabbles in the uh, pig semen business. (laughs) It's a pig semen weekend. Well, I saw, I know I was reading this this article and it said that um, the price of bacon is at an all-time high. Yes, because the uh, I guess the demand for bacon is out of hand. So it and seems, the bacon reserves are very low. These yeah, days. the bacon reserves are at an all time low. But it seems like might be a good time to be in the pig semen business because your product may be more in need than it's ever been before. Your product, if you will. So yes, if you will. So I I think Dave, knowing that you know he's only a heartbeat away from the pig semen fortune. <laughs> Probably playing the making the safe play. There's more money in that than in podcasting, apparently. Probably just a little. A Although little I don't know more. about you, but since we've started this podcast, I've been making tons of money. Yeah, I just am. monetizing it left and right. Yeah, all kinds of people just dropping by and uh, wanting to sponsor the podcast, and we're really playing each of them off of each other as they just shower us with cash and gifts. But There's no question. Keep it confidential until we have the uh, the formal formal sponsor. Till we get the three comma poster up for yeah. the uh, for Glenn Studios. True. <laughs> so uh, introductions. Uh, if you want to reach me on Twitter, it's at Glenn three underscore eleven. And for now, at least, you can still find me at Tommy two underscore zero. Although I'm about to quit all social media. Oh no, I'm real close. Well, and before we get to that, keep Dave in your thoughts, and while he's backstroking through the pig semen you can reach him on twitter <laughs> at point break underscore dave yeah if he even if he even has time to tweet anymore now that he's yeah. got his hands occupied helping further the family business he's gonna get he's getting closer to the two comma <laughs> territory so what's got you uh all tilted these days i just i think we've documented before but the, whoever you're following on the show I'm about to unfollow everybody that you have followed on the show account too. I'm, I just can't handle it anymore. Oh, why is this? There's just there's just a, de- a definitive winner and a loser in this situation. And if you lose, you can't keep crying about it. Okay, you can't. I'm are, sorry. Are you are you insinuating that a large portion of our audience swings? pretty far left on the pendulum i'm putting it at a hundred percent a hundred percent oh wow um you know i don't i don't know that it's that extreme our, our, our audience is the same as a typical nascar race it's just left 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 <laughs> left left very few rights mixed in there uh, this is not the same as what we discussed before though just the election itself and people that were we had some. We'll get to electoral college talk, but that we visited before. But the election itself, a lot of people were just protesting the result just because their team didn't win. And we covered that, and that was just very. 
No, I, unnecessary. I, I, I think what what I'm upset about is is it, and it's been pretty well documented that going out and just getting mad doesn't do anything. And I fully that support. Is true. And I fully support the fact that there's a lot of things going on right now that are pretty effed up. But going out to the airport is not changing anything. So my, I think my frustration would be more along the lines of if you want to do something, really invest the time into doing that and trying to make a positive change and not just going to the airport and getting mad online. Uh, this is the Bob Sturm response. Is that Which, what he said? Yeah, but I think it has, it applies to more than just the issues of this past weekend to do something other than go somewhere and yell or type a hashtag. That's not really... That doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's not helping the situation. Take actual uh, action, but... What would have helped is if you'd all got out of there and voted, I don't know, say three months ago. That might have helped. Maybe. (laughs) Back to electoral college talk, which, you know, after all that went down, we had some conversations, you know, with the the likes of Gustav and some others who had some opinions on, uh, some others had each side of the argument. Sure. And we could get feedback from them. I hesitate to get feedback from KJ because he'll probably just misinterpret it that we're, we needed an erectile collage or something <laughs> like that and we'll get something we just really do not want. Although I would, wouldn't mind seeing one of those. <laughs> You heard it here. Uh, heard it here first. So, um, I, I think what ticked me off about that we didn't cover this on the show. I think you and I discussed this off, okay. offline, offline, if you will. <laughs> well, what a generic business term that I hate. Hey, let's take that discussion offline. Yeah, that just means I don't either know the answer. Or I just don't want to talk to you, right? Or I don't want to tell you what needs to be said in front yeah. of other people that can then document the fact that I said it, so I can deny it later. <laughs> That's our quick office space talk of the day. Because crap in your hand and eat it is not really HR friendly. <laughs> no, no. I think what I think what bugs me about the whole thing is that that uh, when the election results started to come in and it became clear that that Hillary was going to win the popular vote, that we started to get a lot of sudden politics experts talking about how the system was messed up and that this is wrong, and that really made me mad because the whole way our country set up is around the concept of states. In fact, it's called the United States. I don't know if people are aware of this, but the breaking news. Yeah, the point of the president of the United States mm-hmm. is to basically be the CEO of 50 different companies right. that are states. Right. And the electoral college was set up to weight the states uh in a certain way and and we're not a democracy. Like that was the other thing is like, how can a do- democracy let right. this happen? We're not a democracy. Right. We're a republic. There's right. there's a difference. You know, there's the I understand the spirit of the word, but uh, th- those kind of arguments were really you know yeah. really bugging me. The the that uh, people were getting so mad and so self righteous about it, and they didn't even have the facts straight at all. Well, and like this, I think a lot of people are just in shock at. Trump's been in office now two weeks, two weeks as of tomorrow. Okay. And, you know, typically any politician, presidential presidential candidate, you know, runs for office, makes a lot of promises. Some of them right away, they right. start following through on them or starting them or something. But when was the last time we had anybody just 
barge through like the the Kool Aid guy <laughs> through the wall and just no like, kidding. I mean, it's it's I don't I, it's seems to be almost borderline out of control. I again, if we want to reset to weeks and months ago. I had no intention and did not vote for the guy because I think he's grossly unqualified to run the country. But uh, here we are, and he's in charge, and he is he is in charge. He's yeah. not hesitating to pull the trigger on this stuff. A lot of what's happened, though, has sparked a lot of outrage from people, but it's been probably a little bit overstated and misinterpreted as far as what he's really done. And I think I think there's you know especially the uh, the Muslim ban you know if you really read I, I don't remember which show it was but I think maybe Gordo read the actual order yeah and if you do read it it it, it reads very differently than the way that it was being reported yeah and, 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 and even some of the other executive orders and things I think a lot of it's more for shock value for oh look I'm really doing something but right I mean well, I gotta tell you. Things still going pretty pretty fine for me. <laughs> well, of course, your <laughs> sun still came up this morning. Generic white male too. So, I, I mean, I only get my news from who I follow on Twitter, and all I've seen is executive orders of him drawing pictures of horses and unicorns and cows and stuff. So, well, did you see what happened this morning? And this is this would have been a joke, but it's except that it really did happen at the prayer breakfast. Yes, pray for the. <laughs> The ratings of The Apprentice. That's all a bit between him and Schwarzenegger. I think so too, because Schwarzenegger got a video back really fast. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, Trump's got some a real buried back end deal still on The Apprentice. Yeah, there's there's oh. no doubt, but it's a uh, it's an exciting time for sure. No, and you know, I, I think again, you know, I, and I fully acknowledge, and I'm not, and I don't want to, I don't want this to turn into a because uh, I, I really. I really do feel like I'm pretty down the middle on things. So I don't want to turn this into like a, me being a Trump apologist because I'm not. But I, I do think there's a component of it that's kind of refreshing, even though he's nuts and he's way too sensitive about things that right. he doesn't. Um, I, I, Obama used to really annoy me because he was so politically correct all the time that he was just so careful with what he said, which I probably you have to be when you're the president. Yeah. But I was re- I was reading. Uh, I think Obama was like the prime example of that. Yeah, of being. I mean, he wasn't afraid to pull the trigger on things, but at the same time, he was extremely careful with things that he did and he said. Yeah, but I think so. I was gonna. I've I've pulled this up because Trump went on a little Twitter rant this morning, and I think part of it is kind of refreshing. So first thing he says, and this is you know pretty early in the day, is he says, well. If UC Berkeley doesn't allow free speech and practices violence uh, on innocent people with a different point of view, which is pretty much what happened. Yeah. And again, you know, I'm sorry, but that's what happened. Yeah. Whether you agree or not, or whether, you know, and I don't agree with the politics of the guys. People that's happened, then he writes, no federal funds, question mark, which is kind of like the threat, like, hey, Berkeley, <laughs> you're going to keep uh, suppressing uh. free speech. So, so that happens. Well, then he, he says a couple of nice things about the... Uh, he went and so it kind of, I, I don't know if he surprised somebody at a funeral, but he went to one of those ceremonies. For no, a, it wasn't a surprise. I mean, it he was, made an appearance that wasn't like, it wasn't pre, announced. Yeah, pre-announced. Or, yeah, I don't think surprise so he is says the a of term. Pretty innocuous things about that. Well, then he says, and this is what's hilarious. He's thinking about this. This is not a joke. This is not a movie. This is the president of the real United States. And he says, Iran has been formally put on notice in all caps for firing a ballistic missile 
should have been thankful. <laughs> they should have been thankful for the terrible deal the U.S. made with them. Iran was on its last legs and ready to collapse until the U.S. came along and gave it a free lifeline in the form of $150 billion. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just funny because it's not politically correct. It may start a war, but he's not wrong. Like, he's not really wrong. You know, that's what's funny about it. No, but like, there's a lot of things in your life that you won't be wrong if you say <laughs> it. But when you say it, it would, you know, it right. would get you, you fired. It would get you punched in the face. I mean, you don't live life that way. But I think that's part of the attraction here is he does and he can get away with all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's the president. And that's, and that's the, the way... Why not? That's the way people want to... A lot of people want to be or want to live. Yeah. They want to be able to say and do these things. Some of them maybe borderline racist, <laughs> you know, maybe along those lines. Or it's just the general idea of just being able to tell somebody what you think. Yeah. And and he gets really hung up on things that don't matter at all and won't let him go, yeah. which is really frustrating. And you know what? It's been two weeks. We may end up in several wars in the next few months, and I'm going to regret even saying that it's mildly amusing right now. But I do think that I think a lot of the outrage you're seeing, especially on the your, the Twitter timeline of the show, is people that are still just really hurt that they lost, and not so much the fact that they there's really something imminent that's going to happen that's going to end the world. I mean, I think uh, I think there's probably a lot of still kind of hurt feelings out there. Well, I lost too. You haven't heard from me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you doing, got built, I'm doing like, bits. You you literally got beat like millions of millions of votes to one. <laughs> uh, missed it by that much. Yeah, that's uh that's a tough one. Well let's let's get away from such comedic issues and maybe get to something serious. If like, in fact, uh, yeah. If you know fact. what? This week was uh National Signing Day. I saw that. It was. And uh, it reminded me of a, a small town and West Texas that plays high school football. Man, things are getting rough. Things are getting rough because we've had a pretty heavy concept introduced to the show. Redistricting. Oh, no. So, Very controversial. Kind of came out of nowhere. That, so it's interesting because this the uh, it's 2008 on the show, which I think it was also 2008 when they were filming. I think they were trying to, you know. Season pair, three? Yeah, into season yeah. three. I think you're still. I think so you're we're right. in the we're in the real economic downturn that was going on in the country, and they're playing that in the show. Buddy Garrity's dealerships floundering; mm-hmm. he's in debt. Uh, oh, he went into the stri- strip club and got in a fight with a guy and did thirty thousand dollars worth of damage to the landing strip. The landing strip. <laughs> That's the strip club. Uh, he he lost all of Lila's uh, college fund. Uh, trying to make some kind of an investment deal that went south. She's got plenty of money from that radio show, right? <laughs> she's got she's got radio money. She's yeah. got primetime money. Yeah. So so they've been introducing this concept of things not going well. Well, now it's kind of hitting the school, and they've had to lay some teachers off. Funding's not there. Well, somehow, and I don't understand anything about real-life public school politics, but they had this emergency town meeting, and they said, okay, if we split the town in half and reopen the shuttered Dillon East High School, Dillon then East. we'll suddenly get all this money from the government, and we can hire teachers, and we can get the student-teacher ratio where it needs, and we can buy books again, and like all these terrible things that are happening. Well, nobody thinks it's a good idea because it's going to dilute the talent pool for the football team, except Coach Taylor's wife, 
Tammy Taylor. Because it's the right thing to do. Because she wants to do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So then that creates the funny scene of, well, first the, the, they show the map, and it's it's literally, first literally the show. Second one, actually. Did I say it once yeah, already? Yeah, we already said it once. Well, when I get mad talking about politics, I can't be responsible for anything <laughs> I say. Okay. And now we're on to local Dylan politics. But they drew a line right down the middle of the city, like the main north-south thoroughfare, and they said, here it is, you know. West of the line is Dillon High, east is East Dillon. Well, the next day, the football boosters are having this meeting, and they've now got the line just drawn all over uh, the map, like li- literally circling around one guy's house to make sure he stays at the Dillon side. I think that's very true to life. Oh, I think so, yeah. yeah. I-, I think that part is true to life. The part about if they open another school, they'll get a whole bunch more money seems to be in direct contrast to what's going on in Frisco right now where they opened a million schools and they can't afford to keep them open. Well, I think they kind of stretch themselves a little thin up in Frisco. Right. As it were. Yeah. So, uh, where are we at football-wise? We're so, just redistricting or are we well, playing no, no, no. any we, football? We uh, had the state semifinals. And this is what I wanted to get to here. Uh, fire away. So, J.D. McCoy, we well documented. the. Uh, he supplanted uh, Matt Saracen at 15 QB. 15 years old. 15 years yeah. old. Dad, bit of an a-hole, plays the domineering Earl Woods figure very well. So they're driving to the game. So we've got Dad driving. We've got Mom in the passenger seat. We've got young JD in the back, who, by the way, has got him a little lady friend now. And so can I say that she's attractive? She's 15 on the show. She's got to be like 21 or older as the actress. Well, I mean, and in now she's probably like 30. Yeah. So I think you can say pretty, pretty much anything. Pretty thing, pretty good lot of couple good things going on for her. For sure. At least two. At least, yeah. Multiple good things going on. Two to three. So the dad uh, had told him earlier in the week that he needed to focus on football and, uh, and worry about skirts later. And JD snuck out of the house with the girl, which I fully support. I would do the same thing. In fact, I would do it tonight. <laughs> you don't have to sneak out of here. Like, you can I would walk. be home with my wife, and if that girl came to the door, provided that she was at least eighteen, I would be crawling out the window of my bedroom too. Which would wow. be tricky, but I, I could do it. Um, but then, so the dad called her parents and was like, uh, "Our, I don't want your daughter to see my son again. He has to concentrate on football, so that's going over real well." Okay. So, a little bit of backstory there. So, there's already a little tension between them. Well, they're driving to the game, and it's pouring rain, and it's like comical amounts of rain. It's not it, – I mean, it, I mean, it's it's the worst storm you could possibly imagine, and they're driving up to the game. Well, the dad gives him some good advice. He says, uh, son, it's raining, and it is raining. Don't air, the, don't air it out. Just keep it on the ground. If it's an option, you're running every time. Don't pitch it. Don't do anything. Just keep the ball. Keep it out of the air. Okay. So they go to the game, and Coach Taylor, in typical fashion, says, well, hey, um, they ain't going to be looking for us to throw the ball. Let's sling it around in the middle of a freaking torrential downpour. In theory, it works, but I don't see that as being a very good idea. Well, it doesn't exactly work because he has a couple picks early. The other team makes a couple of pretty bad errors, including a fumble right on the goal line. It's 14-7 to with 30-ish seconds left to go in the game. They drive the field. Of course, they on the, the final touchdown play, he does – actually, I think he hands it off to Riggs, 
and he jams it in, so it's 14-13, to 13, no time left. They're going for two. And Coach Taylor's got the two fingers up. While the dad's in the crowd yelling, you know, play for the tie, kick the field goal, or kick the extra point. Yeah. They go for two. Are they going to run the ball in the pouring rain? No. They're passing. Fade, Riggins, too good. We're going to state. Everybody's happy. And then JD's got the two fingers in the air. Yeah. Maybe three fingers. <laughs> you will. Well, I don't know. Hey. It's kind of it was raining a lot. So. But the dad who should be happy because his son just threw an amazing Oh, and he had to scramble on that two point. I mean, it was everything everything that could possibly happen on a two point conversion. But it wasn't by the book, so Well, no, and he didn't obey his dad because the dad told him to not throw the ball and he was he was slinging it around like he was Brett Favre the whole game. Throwing into double coverage, just back footing it. Well, they're leaving the game. They go to Applebee's, which everybody does after the game. Always. Of course. And uh, Dad says, hey, J.D., hang back a second. We need to talk about what happened out there. Next thing you know, he's got his hands around his throat, slamming him against the car. Yeah, I don't remember this part. So uh, Coach Taylor and Tammy Taylor uh, inside Applebee's see it happen. Coach has to run out, physically get Dad Get dad off the sun. You okay? I'm fine. Did I say something? No. Okay. I was laughing. Te- I was actually laughing at uh, the the gif that Dave just sent us of the guy running the 40-yard dash and his dong fell out. So I just had a flashback to March of 2016. <laughs> don't get don't get distracted. Okay, can we can we pause the show for a minute? <laughs> We have to have a commemoration of. We have to have a roundtable about that in March to celebrate our one year anniversary of. Ah, uh, we'll have a, we'll have a blowout of some kind. Maybe we'll have a guest or something. <laughs> so did here. he? Well, that's true. <laughs> but anyway, anyways, uh, so the episode ended, and this is the episode last episode I watched last night. So JD and Mom are staying on the couch in the living room at Coach Taylor's house, um, trying to decide what to do next. And states coming up next week. Yeah. We got we got lots of problems. Epic episode coming up next. Really? I think so. And there's only a couple left this season. So. I think there's, there's either one or two. I mean, the state championship game is obviously the last Yeah, I think episode. I'm on. I think this was episode 13, and I think there's 15 this Okay, season. so maybe so there's one leading up to it. The little teaser copy for the next one said, Coach Taylor faces a tough decision when choosing sides in, in the battle with the McCoys, which is the family. So I don't yeah. know what happens. But. So I think, and if I remember correctly, which I've remembered correctly at a rate of about 10% so far. Okay. But uh, if I remember correctly, the show was still on NBC at this time. Season three hadn't transitioned to, I think it was DirecTV, actually aired it the last two or three seasons. Is that true? Yeah. I had no idea. And... I think the writers, producers, everybody knew that it was very much up in the air, whether they were going to be renewed by NBC and if anybody was going to pick it up. So season three, I'm not going to give away anything with the ending, other than the fact that I believe they wrote it with it could have served as the series finale if it needed to. Should it have? It Well, no, actually, no. I don't think so. It could have, and I think it was well done. I had no idea that they didn't stay on NBC their whole run. No, they didn't. And wow. the next season, to a certain extent, kind of resets the show. It's not like a brand new show. It's a lot of the same characters, but it... Again, if I'm remembering correctly, we go in a bit of a different direction starting in season four. It's still football-related. They're not like so he, playing soccer. He ends up coaching anything. a hockey team. Yeah. Like... 
I was thinking maybe Coach Taylor gets like a DWI. He gets forced <laughs> to coach a hockey team. Now that doesn't happen. I've never seen that movie. I know you're talking about Mighty Ducks, wow. right? Okay. All right. Trash movie. Well, it's going to be a tough to fill this last 30 minutes then because that's where I was heading next. Because you have Mighty Ducks we're do, movie We're going to review one, two, three, <laughs> just in order. I've literally never seen a single second of any of those movies. So in the in the championship game, if JD can't play, does Steve Eiserman come out to play quarterback? They slide <laughs> him in between the pipes. <laughs> get all the captain. <laughs> get the captain out there to in between the play, pipes. play quarterback for the state championship. Uh, okay. So uh, Silicon Valley update. So I'm a few episodes into season three. Did you see the horse? The horse episode was the second episode <laughs> oh, of wasn't season the, three. Okay, it wasn't the first one. But it was obviously <laughs> hilarious. And I, hey, man, it's pretty good technique. I was <laughs> taking notes and everything. Uh, but the first episode of season three, after Richard gets fired as CEO, right, and the that one chick with the company that is funding them, and I can never remember the names of the companies, is at their house, and Eric Bachman comes in and says he's disgusted with her because she's a traitor and whatever. And my favorite line of the show so far, he walks in and he's disgusted at her, and he's like, "Man, you're such a you've betrayed us. You've betrayed us. At least Judas did this did a, the service of killing himself after he betrayed his leader. Because you know, Jesus Christ, CEO of the world." <laughs> and I, I ran it back, you know, two or three times. And literally, I've laughed harder at that part than any other any other part. But so I'm just a few episodes into season three, so I think it'll be next week before I have my complete Good Silicon Valley. Uh, Good deal. Recap. Yeah, it, it actually should be coming back pretty soon. I think this is. I think it coincides with Game of Thrones. It does because it, it leads into Game of Thrones. So I. And that's a nice segue. One thing which I was, is annoying because I am an HBO Go watcher, yeah. and you Game of Thrones morons always crash it on Game of Thrones night, so it's hard for me to watch about that. Silicon Valley. Yeah, but um, as a wise man put many months ago, I was around. I'll steal the phrase of "I am behind" on TV. Okay. So Silicon Valley. Here's we got the Silicon Valley project going on. So next, you'll be kind of perturbed by this, but um, season, I think it was three last year of The Americans. Ah, yeah. I haven't seen any of it. Ooh. So I, after Silicon Valley is done, we're doing that before season four starts? Please do. Yeah. I, I can say The Americans is probably getting exponentially better every season. Okay. It's just getting better and better and better. And don't... I don't know anything about it. I've, I've avoided all spoilers. I don't have any idea what happened. Well, they in don't win three. state in season three. Okay, good. So that we got that. That's next on the agenda. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that because that's coming back soon, also. Yeah. So after that, I've still before the summer gets here, and I think it comes back. I've got like, I think it's three more seasons of Game of Thrones to get caught up on. I got two or three seasons in, and then I stopped so i got a little ways to go i don't think game of thrones is going to get good ratings this year because everybody that watches it's going to be out at the airport <laughs> and then and this then we get to the we're, we're going to climax here so after we uh not physically just podcast that was a warning i was backing up <laughs> uh f- further um, 
So after Game of Thrones, this is what the plan is for this year. After getting caught up on Game of Thrones, and we're watching current then and all that, The Wire. Yes. I'm going to do it. Yes. And listen, the podcast will just become you reviewing The Wire for an hour every week. That, that's gonna be, but, that is going to be mandatory. But tease ahead. We're talking second half of 2017. That's okay. Sure. That's okay. Are, It'll be worth the wait. We It'll are be five worth months minimum away from me starting it. And again... My backstory there is years ago when I still had like the Netflix DVDs coming to me. I got the very first one for The Wire, watched the first three episodes, was not really impressed, and never oh, tried again. No, no, no. So I've no. got to start over. Yeah, you've got to start over and you happened. got to have commitment. And you will love it. Still to this day, so I, uh, bragging montage, but uh, I'm on a group text. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we we were uh, taking down the path of wire joke series today. So uh, even now, years after we've all finished the series, it yeah. still becomes relevant. Pretty much, <laughs> I don't. Was Wallace involved? <laughs> Pretty much any time there's any kind of hood rat stuff going on, a wire references can be made. Yeah, I've got very little when it comes to material surrounding that show so far what we're gonna have to do is after you watch it is we're gonna have to go back and redo our entire baseball trip a second time just so you could get all the jokes yeah. that you made the first time that you that you were totally out of yeah because when we went to the uh new york philly boston area i got all the jokes surrounding the town <laughs> as we saw every landmark we we're like hey remember that from the town <laughs> but yeah i got none of the wire jokes it was oh. just me tuning you guys out so it's all right um do you like teachers yes i do like teachers do you like teachers who've done por- done pornography before <laughs> whoa <laughs> it's just a random question i was just I thinking about with. like my son's sweet t- kindergarten teacher and you go straight from there to porn what so did you hear the story about this uh DISD teacher. I caught got. a part of it, but I was I never I meant I fully intended to go back and do some more research online and never got a chance to. This was to. a fa- I mean, I my bragging montage, I still get the newspaper because I like to read the physical newspaper. Wow. Fake um, fake news. Yeah. Mainstream media, don't believe it. And so Monday or Tuesday of this week, we're flipping through, pulling the sports page to take to work so I can read it while I eat lunch and stuff. Why you go to the bathroom and go potty. Why you, why you have a poop? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to read it while I pee. Uh, yeah, so I'm flipping through and I see, I think it was in the metro section, and it was a headline that just said, it just said like, teacher fired because of porn or something like that, and I just, like a magnifying glass. The sports page just suddenly went yeah. flying off to the side. Everything just went flying up in the air. And so the whole story is that she, I think, teaches actually in an all-girls school. So you don't have like, okay. that, that wasn't the tab. Slower. Uh, you don't have like, at the school at least, like the boy distraction of the whole thing that it's known. And she was teaching like sixth graders. Oh, I take it all back. And I think it was like at a, uh, like a magnet school. So like, like the math and science, whatever. Very intelligent young children okay. that she was teaching. So... Um, this isn't well, clearly some, they weren't paying enough. Yeah, what? Well, well, she did porn like 16 years ago. Oh, I, I haven't gotten to that. Oh, but she wasn't teaching at some just 
slap dick elementary school or anything like that. Even though it was DISD, I didn't say that. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, friends in DISD. <laughs> um, it's Glenn3 <laughs> underscore 11 on Twitter. Yeah. Miguel Hinojosa is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> I think it was Michael. Wasn't Dang it? it. That's racist. <laughs> it needs to be Michael. The wall just got 10 feet higher. Um, so anyway, she did this. She's like 38. Oh, I'm not interested. Yeah. So she did this when she was like 21, 22, Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. What's 38 minus 16? 22. Okay. I'm interested again. Okay. I'm not so, good at math. And the whole story was one, the school district knew about it or found out. I don't know if she told him. I can't remember. But they had this odd, which I think this is weird. They had this odd agreement like, well, we're not going to dismiss you, suspend you, or fire you unless it becomes public knowledge, and then we'll we'll have to take some kind of action. But she did it 16 years ago. I know. I I don't see a problem here. She's qualified for the position. Yeah. It's not illegal, I don't think. I wouldn't know. Where's Dave? Why is Dave not here? Um, <laughs> Dave's just at home... I was going to say beating the, pounding the desk. <laughs> as pig semen desk. As it were, yeah. Um, so she's qualified for the position. It was 16 years ago, not 16 months ago. Yeah, not last July. Years is a very long time. Right. And the whole story was that she was in some sort, the situation she was in, she wasn't like physically forced to do it, but she was in, I guess, a financial situation and in a relationship where she was more or less coerced to do it is her story. Isn't that what drives most people there? I think so. And I think she was in what they call the industry for like three years. Oh, okay. So this wasn't like a one time. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So I still think 16 years is probably the statute of limitations is far enough out that I'm okay and she's, but it's different like you did it once because you had to you know, yeah. keep from getting foreclosed upon, as it were. Uh, but she did it for three years and was in the, Did she have like a screen name? She did. I mean, don't you have to? You can't just be asterisk, exclamation mark, ampersand. I mean, well, no, she could have, have I mean, she could have gone by her real name, I guess. I mean, she, she had like a... Well, like her a, real name's not Robin Foster, if that's what you're asking. Hold on a second. How do you spell Robin? Is it with an I or it's a with Y? A y. With a See, Y. She, okay. she was kind of poor. She didn't have that extra $250 to buy a vowel for her <laughs> first name. <laughs> so that's the story. So it brings me to the very quick hypothetical. Okay. Let's say we are, it goes for either one of us. We have younger children. We do. And let's say whether it's school or, or preschool situation, and they have a teacher. Who happens to be a female. Several months they've been teaching your child. No issues. No red flags. Nothing weird has been said by your kid or by other parents. There's no there's no reason to be concerned or worried. But then you find out that a decade and a half ago, under a, a different name, they did porn. Wow. How do you feel about your child being in that class? And your, your child obviously is not going to know, and it's it's your age, so it's not a sixth grader, right? No, I understand the question. Let me explain it. No, just go ahead. Yeah, can you say it one more time? No, 
I can't. So, but it's this point in the school year. So we're, in fact, actually yesterday, my son's class. Let's also say you had the option of like today you could say no. The kid is going in this class now right. that I know this. So, so be, I mean, yesterday my son's class celebrated their hundredth day of school. So he's got a few more days to go. So he's made it a hundred days. He, we love his teacher. She's great. If, if if I found out the teacher that he has now was in porn, my first question would be, <laughs> they pay, who paid you for that? <laughs> and what kind of fetish channel was it on? Uh, but. No, I think you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna be bold here. I'm gonna say you know what, let's go finish the year. I'm good, I'm good. If not, if there's been no red, if it's gone exactly as this year's gone, there's no red flags. He hasn't come home uh, saying anything bizarre, weird. And now you know the backstory as to what the circumstances I'm, were I'm, and all. That. I'm 100 percent good with it. So what about my, you? my yeah. I'm good with it. Okay, well, here's here's part two of the hypothetical. Uh, I need to ask you this before you ask me, but go ahead. Do you immediately go home, <laughs> click private, private browsing, <laughs> my or question do you just let it be, lie? My question is going to be, how many seconds or minutes does it take for you to start Googling? <laughs> Again, if it was his teacher that he has right now, yeah, I'd probably have to get you to watch it and tell me about it. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little uh, real time research here and see what I can uh, what I can find and see if I can make you more or less interested in this. Uh, well, in while this story. you're looking at that, have you followed this crazy story out of Las Vegas? Because I'm very interested in that story. The lady that got kidnapped out of her apartment, and they found okay. The, she was in the car with the two guys who, for some reason, I guess they just gave up and pulled over, and she was tied up and chained in the back. No, the cops The cops found the car because they, they were... Well, first of all, the reason I even bring that up is because I'm very interested in that story. I don't know if you saw her uh, photograph or not, but... No, I... I'm, extremely interested in that story but the no the the police had a description of the car that they but they the details have started to emerge today and the guy that kidnapped her was from arlington yeah and they and knew he was each planning other. to keep her locked this is his quote from his police report was planning to keep her locked up in a cave and then brainwash her into becoming his wife. That was what it said in the police report. So how does... There was also like a 19-year-old? Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite clear on how that guy fits in. The story was just starting to break this evening when I came over here. Uh-oh. Not... Not entirely interested. Not entirely I mean, interested? Not entirely, no. Since this I'm way a, more interested in the Vegas story. Let's put it okay. that way. This is not a, a visual medium. I, I found a, a picture of said porn teacher. So let's move back to Vegas. i kind of be interested to know... So does she have legal recourse on this? Or has she just said, yeah, you got me, I'm done? Like, Is there going to be more to the story? Or is this kind of a, a done deal at this point? My guess is it probably depends on the nature of... And the legality of their prior agreement. If there was something in writing that both sides agreed to that before it became public. But if this was just 
they called her into the whatever, whoever's office, and they yeah, just kind of I mean, talked just, about it. It I, just feels like another thing that gets me hot under the sports collar, just another overreaction to something. Maybe so. But I, I think she can sue him. I think so, too. All right, so back to Vegas. So this, this girl was all chained up. Put her in a cave. Where's no, this no, cave going to be? The plan was they were taking her to a cave. And, and this, Just a random cave. No, this guy had planned the crime for over a year. Sounds the, like it. Right, but then he, he doesn't realize that he has to switch cars. Isn't that committing a crime 101 is you don't... The, the car that they see you kidnap the girl in, you ditch that car for another car. If he does that, he gets away with it. Are you trying to say someone who wants to kidnap someone... Put him in at the cave ride at Six Flags and brainwash him to be their wife has probably not thought things through. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's from Arlington, so let's be honest. You're offending one of our primary listeners who grew up and went to school in Arlington, but uh Sorry. I'm just gonna You've defended everyone else. You said we're gonna unfollow everyone on Twitter because they don't uh if all these snowflakes can't take the truth. <laughs> oh man. If you say Social justice warrior at any point in time. I don't even know what that means. We're ending the podcast. Those are the two terms I've seen. More I haven't seen that term this week. I haven't seen social justice warrior. Then, like, or you know, since the inauguration, I guess. Then, at any other time, is social justice warrior and snowflake. And to be honest with you, the first time I saw each one of them, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. But now I'm annoyed at both of them. Not offended, as I don't care. But <laughs> I'm just annoyed that it's just used as, as some kind of weapon. I agree. All right. So um, I guess the only other thing that I had written down is obviously uh, I believe there's a sports contest. Oh, two things on the sports page. Uh-oh. You just got excited. You thought First, of something. I believe the Texas legislature is uh, meeting here Shortly, I think 2017 is a legislative section section session for Texas. Did you read this while you were taking a dump? <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's an interesting bill being introduced. There is an interesting bill being introduced. I believe it is House Bill 1457. Make sure that's right here. Which I chicken scratched here as I was. Yes, HB 1457. Which would... Representative our, Richard Raymond and Representative John... Uh, oh, boy. Kumple? Quimple? Oh, 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 well... Go ahead. God bless them both. <laughs> yes, because this is the bill to legalize fantasy sports. We did it. We did it. We shall overcome. We did it. It's probably misused there. We'll run that back. Uh, no, yeah, this would be that's what's going on at Dave's house right now. <laughs> um, but you got to get production sped up somehow. Yeah. So this will be huge. We get FanDuel back. We will get FanDuel back and get baseball played the way it was meant to be played with one pitcher and football made played the way it was meant to be played with a kicker. And that's all I can say. Okay, but I, I hate uh, I I play on DraftKings almost every day. I hate DraftKings. I yeah. want FanDuel back. The interface was better. The contests were better. The the scoring structure was better. Everything about it was better. Yeah, and uh, no doubt this was very exciting. And uh, this is this is yeah this is a big uh, this moved the needle for me today. Yeah, a buddy of ours sent us the news as soon as it was uh, breaking over the wire, and it was one of the highlights of the day for sure. So hopefully. 
what are we, February 2nd, so we've got essentially two months until opening day. I don't know if we can get this thing through no, in two months. No, but it could be, no, but it, I think it, 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 even if the wind started blowing in the right direction, because there's no law outlawing it now, True, they could come back at any point. I think that, that now that, that this is on the books, this may give them the ability to come back now and then say, okay, well, if, the, if there ever is a law passed against it, we'll leave, but... Yeah, because they simply... There's no reason they couldn't be here now other than uh, an abundance of caution on their part. Yeah. They just went away as to not face any legal action down the road. Right, exactly. Exactly. And I think it's kind of the long play of that some of the um, online sports books took, which is eventually probably society is going to come around to the fact that a lot of that needs to just be legalized. And if you don't have the baggage of lawsuits hanging over you, that makes it a lot easier for you to reenter the market or partner with somebody. So it's definitely a long play because in the short term, DraftKings scooped up all their money that was out there now. But theoretically, you know, I, I think DraftKings has actually been pretty clean about it. So I don't think they're going to have a problem either. And there's a lot of public money behind them. But It's a progressive world it is. that we live in. And speaking of, uh, I've uh, probably looking to put a little money down on this big game in Houston this weekend. Yeah, so who do you like? I don't know. I, I want to kind of talk it through with you because... And this is this is a money line bet or is this... Well, no. Put, so this there, there, there's, a couple, there's a couple of ways I was going to go. So so one of the things that, that immediately left to mind is this is the... Highest um, over under total ever for a Super Bowl. So I get sixty one still. Well, and it's moved down a little bit. So it's I think it opened uh, at sixty one. It's at fifty nine and a half right now, which is still pretty insane. You don't typically see NFL games go much over fifty one, as far as what the line is. Yeah, and you know there's a couple other factors to consider, and I, I use these sometimes in bowl games with moderate success, which is one is just that kind of that big stage factor, which is a lot of times teams come out and run the ball or run a real basic offense to kind of get into the flow of the game. Yeah. You've also got Belichick who, um, I don't know if you heard Troy Aikman today, he had New England's defense rated as the second best in the league with two weeks to plan how to deal with this Atlanta crazy passing attack. And they obviously have a history of right. slowing teams down. And they're going to try to run the ball too. Right. And and I'm not saying that, I mean, because I think Atlanta will get theirs, but I think that the Patriots are pretty talented and pretty smart about how to scheme it. So, I mean, I could see a situation where, you know, we're not going to go have a 7-3 game, but I could see a situation no. where the total ends up somewhere in the mid-40s and, it, and a lot yeah. of it comes late. And there's really not even a threat to the over. So so one of the things I considered early on was just taking under. Right. Now, I thought the same thing last year with Seattle and uh, and got got hosed pretty Carolina bad. and Denver, you mean? Um, yeah, sorry. That was Carolina last Denver. year. God. It went What's way fun? under last year, didn't it? So it was the year before that. It was Yeah. Because I remember, I remember being at Dave's house. Yeah. And I was not at Dave's house last year. Um, but yeah, but I, I remember thinking that the under was a sure thing and it ended up going over pretty pretty easily. I think based on all that analysis, the under is probably the better play. Now, I don't know how much lower you'd want it to go. No, I mean, you'd probably want to get in on it now. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking about because I've been kind of I've been kind of hedging for two things. Is one is to see if they give an extra half point to Atlanta because yeah. it's, it's been sitting at three. And I was reading some articles today. I think MGM the their uh, you know their kind of 
head bookmaker that that they they put out in front of the media basically said that they're not moving off the three. Yeah. So now doing all that actual analysis, I'll throw something out that is just kind of like the gambler's Hail Mary type theory. So out of all the Super Bowls that the Patriots have been in, only one of them they've played in would have gone over that 59 total. Most of the Super Bowls they've been in have been very low scoring. Yeah. I think one of them was 17-14. Yeah. The one yeah. against the Rams was like 21 to – I don't remember what it was, 20 to 17 or something like that. The one that went over was in 2004 – and it was played in Houston, Ooh. just like this year. Ooh. It was actually, I think, a pretty, this is very norm. You're getting very norm. Yeah. norm it was, it was kind here. of a low scoring game until like late third or the fourth quarter, and then it just became a shootout all of a sudden. So it, you've got kind and of that, an anomaly no, and type. I, I That's know a game flow. Those things thing. happen in the you know scoring usually does come late in these games, but at fifty nine and a half, you got a lot of room. And another thing to keep in mind too is the. Throughout this entire playoffs, the sports books have taken a bad. I mean, they've lost money because yeah. the things that ha- that screw sports sports books are when games go over and when favorites win, especially favorites that people like win. You definitely got that. And we had a, we've had a lot of that phenomena. And for whatever reason, you know, because Green Bay carries a big following, and when they were getting you know five and a half or whatever against Dallas, a lot of money swung to Green Bay. People like betting money lines on teams they like. A lot of people like yeah. Green Bay and the money line. So all those factors kind of figure into me thinking they probably are going to set the number high enough. Because there's a, there's a contingent of more naive sports fans that think Atlanta just can't be stopped and they're going to score 50 points. And those people are going to bet over no matter what the number is. So I feel like they might have padded it high, and which is why you see it trending down a little bit. Because 61 is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also, you know, this contingent of people that are going to bet on the Patriots no matter what. And I think Vegas thinks Atlanta's going to win the game. Really? And I think they're keeping the line where it is because it was they lower want, than what I expected. They want money to come in on New England because they think Atlanta's going to win. Because yeah. there's something else they're doing that's very suspicious to me. The money line, it, real quick, if you don't have any idea what we're talking about, is if you're just betting who wins the game straight out and they'll give you odds. Well, if you bet Atlanta on the money line, the odds aren't commiserate with what a normal three-point dog would get. It's low. Okay. Because they don't want people betting Atlanta on the money line because they think Atlanta's going to win. Because with three points, would it be like 120? No, no. It would usually be more like that, maybe in the 140 range. Okay. It's in the 120 range here. And I think the reason is is because they think Atlanta's going to win. So they've got the dumb money all coming in on New England because, hey, it's only a field goal. It's New England. We're going to bet New England. True. But the smart money would take Atlanta on the money line so they don't want to overpay that. That's my theory. So so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to make a substantial bet on the under and a small bet on Atlanta. Um, Probably going to take the points – and just because I don't think the money line value is necessarily there. Yeah. So I'd rather I'd rather lose a little bit on the juice and take the extra three points just to be safe in case it ends up being a close game. Yeah, I'm a little – I'm somewhat leery because it is a full three points because my whole theory or you know strategy is if it's less than three, no matter what, you just take who you think is going to win. Yeah. Because yeah. what are the odds that they're – if it's a two, two and a half, that they're only going to win by one point. It doesn't point. happen very often, but boy, when it does and you're on the wrong oh, side of man. it, there's, it there's no good. worse feeling. Um, but the Glenn money would be on uh, – I'd still go with New England. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, it's who I thought from the beginning. I think I think I think you could convince me of that with enough time. Even listening to the ticket today, you, there's a lot of people that are going, man, you know, just what an amazing coach Belichick is. Yeah. Like two weeks that, to prepare. You no, know, and the fact that yeah, that Brady's like been to the Super Bowl like a hundred times yeah. and won the Super Bowl four times. The, you know, there's a lot of things you could say that that yeah. uh, I mean, there would lead you in that direction. They, they've won some extremely close games that I, you could make the argument that well, if this wouldn't have happened, they wouldn't have won those. But assuming they won those, the two that they lost, they lost one of them because a guy caught a ball on top of his helmet. <laughs> And they lost another one because Wes Welker dropped a wide-open pass that would have iced the game, and yeah. they wouldn't have had to give the ball back to New York. So, feasibly, they could be 6-0, and you know, going back Very to 0-1 Very in Super Bowls. So, I am far even – I mean, I this is the Super Bowl I projected, and we'll go ahead and we'll go back to that. But yeah, um, I am even more impressed with Atlanta than I was going into the playoffs. But even with that said – I'll I'll take the Patriots minus the three. Okay. I don't I don't think it's gonna. I mean I think we're in for a you know twenty eight to twenty four type game. That's about where I think it's gonna be somewhere in that range. Yeah, I mean you I know, think mid, we're in for a competitive game. Yeah, mid to high forties total. So maybe yeah. I mean I guess twenty eight twenty four is a little over that, but yeah, I think it stays under fifty nine. So. Yeah. So, well there you go. I guess we'll see how that'll turn out. Yeah, we'll see if uh, if old Tommy's. Uh, Dragging himself in here next week. Yeah, a little lighter in the pocket. Yeah, we'll, well see. Freaking, okay, so let me let me just pull back the curtain a little bit. All so, right. um, Tommy had cashed out some money, and okay. the balance okay. sounds was, desperate. The balance was running a little low. No, Tommy. Tommy had some things he needed to take care of. So the balance was running a little low, and Tommy needed to pump that back up before the Super Bowl. Right. So, took a bet on Roger Federer and hit it. Oh, Uh, Nothing like waking up Sunday morning, looking at the phone and seeing Roger Federer five sets. So, I had had enough money in there at that point that I was pretty comfortable with my position. And then I started getting to thinking, you know, if I could double this money up one more time, then I'd really have some money to damage, do some damage to the Super Bowl. But there's nothing to bet between... Uh, Sunday in the Super Bowl, except basketball, which I don't know anything about. I'm not, and I'm terrible at betting on or playing fantasy basketball, so I completely abstain. So, but guess who I know who is a basketball? Uh, he's not here tonight. Yeah, but, but somebody that's been on this show multiple times. Right. So I texted him and I said, "Are you betting any NBA games tonight?" And he said, "Yeah, I've got. I'm betting six NBA games tonight." And I said, "Okay, I don't care about five of those six. <laughs> Give me the best Give one. Me the lock. I'm making one bet. I'm going to double my Federer money, and then I'm set for the Super Bowl. He 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 uh, hemmed and hawed for a little bit. He said, "Okay," and I don't remember even who was who the principals. I think the Lakers were involved. And he said, "The totals two twenty six. There's no way they're going to score that many. Go under two twenty six. Okay. And they uh, two teams combined for like two sixty in the game. <laughs> it wasn't even close. Wow. I was pretty much drawn dead in the third quarter. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's a tough story to end on. Yeah, so Tommy's going to have to put some more money back in before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Could be uh, foreclosure bound. In 16 years, there's probably going to be a controversy <laughs> surrounding you as you've been being dismissed from your third grade uh, math teacher job. Could happen. So, 
All right. Well, we appreciate everybody uh, listening to this one. And uh, next week, we hope uh, to have all three of us back in tow. At Glenn Studios, the lovely Glenn Studios. It'll be Glenn Studios, or it may be the luxurious Dave Studios. I don't know. He's offered that up. That's true. And so. I guess uh, I guess if his uh, in-laws are here this weekend, there's a very little chance they'll be there next weekend. Very minimal. But we will be, we but, will, we will be back as I get that out very Who knows what's smoothly. going on in that garage between now and then. We may not want to be oh, in there. Man. Bring your hand sanitizer. Yeah. For sure. So we'll be back though and uh we'll we'll see you then.